Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's from the bunker. I'm Jimmy the Governor. This is my podcast where we uh, talk to artists I think are doing cool things. And, uh, you know, we haven't done one for a while, but uh, I'm excited about this one in a big way. One of my favorite bands of all time is a band called Life of Agony. I got I got hip to Life of Agony in 94, maybe. I was like uh, early teens. I was 13, 14 years old. Perfect time for an album like uh, their debut album, River Runs Red. Uh, it, it hooked me in, and, uh, you know, as I went through the years, everything these guys put out seemed to connect with me more and more, where as, as much as I liked that first album, everything that's come after that, I think I enjoy more. I, I kind of uh, felt like I grew with the band a little bit, and uh, still to this day, they're one of the few bands that I loved when I was 13 that I also love now at 40. You know, that doesn't happen a whole lot, that something can stick with you. Uh, that long, but anytime these guys do anything, man, I get pumped for it. And uh, I was uh, flipping through one of the websites, Blabbermouth or Loudwire, something like that, and I, I saw an article, a press release about a new documentary coming out called uh, Sound of Scars, uh, a film that was directed by a guy named Lee Brooks. And uh, I I reached out, and with us on the phone is Lee Brooks. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm very well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing uh, I'm doing awesome. I just rewatched the film for the second time. I watched it last night. I watched it again this morning, and I want to tell you, I absolutely love it. I think you've done a, a phenomenal job with this. Thank you, thank you so much. How did you get involved with this? Uh, you know, you're a filmmaker, obviously, but were you also a, a fan? Yeah, yeah, I was. I, I um I didn't get into River Runs Red first. I got into Ugly. It was it was nineteen ninety-six. Um and I went to a record shop when, you know, the only way you you'd really buy anything then was if it was word of mouth, a magazine, or the album cover spoke to you in the store. And I picked up Ugly and straight away the cover just spoke to me, you know, the kid with a mask on you know, staring vacantly out while other kids are playing around him. I just, just, it just drew me in straight away. So I picked that up um, and put it on my, my, uh, my car uh, on the way home and was just blown away right from the first riff. Um, I think it was on seasons. And then, you know, the, the, the guitar, the drums, the, the, the vocal, everything, the lyrics, it just got me in straight away. And um, it actually wasn't, it was about six months later when someone else told me about River Runs Red. And then I listened to that and to be honest, it, it took me a longer time to get into that because it was it was so dark. It was so near the mark of, uh, you know, of, of what I expected after Ugly, doing it in reverse, that it took me a while to get into it. And then that spoke to me in a completely different way. So, yeah, I, I you know, I, I agree with your sentiments 100 percent. This this band, you know, they, they speak to you in a way that, not, you know, no other band does to me. Um, and I saw them in 96 as well, the Astoria in London, and they blew me away. I absolutely did. No, I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're a really cool band in the, in the fact that there's so much emotion. And I think that's what draws people in 
to this yeah. band. You know, the first record for as dark as it was and everything, it's also like it's a hardcore metal album and it kind of fits yeah. with everything else in that New York hardcore scene. And that's the, the fans it has. But I think as this band, here's what I've noticed. I've seen them a number of times uh, over the year. And every time I see them, the crowd gets cooler. Uh, I, yeah, th- I, I think the as they make decisions musically and, uh, you know, as, as Keith transitioned into Mina, I believe you have some of that New York hardcore fan base that goes like, you know, that hyper-masculine kind of uh, sensibility. They They go away from it. And now they're not necessarily there. They weren't there, you know, for the long haul. And as this band changes, the crowd gets cooler. You you start weeding out uh, the the people who aren't hip. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can see that in the film, actually. I mean, you can see that in the crowds in the film. You know, the mosh pits and and you know all the scenes in there. Um, there's there's and the way it cuts in between the the really old footage from Lemoore's back in the day to the crowds now you actually get a sense of that in the film i think yeah and i i thought back to it wasn't the first time that i'd seen them but it was the first time i'd seen them with keith i'd seen them twice with whitfield those were the first two shows that i'd seen uh oh wow but the the first time i saw him with keith was 2003 and uh, you know he definitely has a different vibe than anybody else in that room. When you're when you look around a room of thousands of people and it's a bunch of dudes in black hoodies and camo pants, the guy with the feather boa is the cool guy. You know what I mean? He's the he's yeah, it. And, absolutely. And that's uh, that's very much who Keith was. How did you get tapped uh, as a fan to make this film? Well. I was, you know, I, I've been, I've run a company for a few years. It's just basically me and, and some freelancer friends called Firebelly Films. And we've done music videos, corporate stuff, all sorts. And um, I actually was going to see them. Um, I bought tickets to see them in Camden for the Agony in the UK tour. And it's the first time uh, since the transition that um, that Mina was playing with the band. Um, so I bought tickets. I reached out to Mina. I got no response. Um, and then I reached out to Alan and said, Hey, I'm a filmmaker. I've got kit. I've got a ticket. I'm coming anyway. You know, here's my show reel. If you want me to uh, to film anything for you, just let me know. And he got back to me and saw my reel and goes, "Yeah, I'd love you to come down." So I filmed um, at that Camden gig, and it went so well. And I got some amazing stuff. I was so proud of it um, of the footage. And I was buzzing just being a fan, being on stage with my heroes. Um, that the next day I sent them a couple of clips and said, "Look, you're going to Manchester tonight. Do you want me to come up?" And they said, yes. Yeah. So I went there with another friend of mine and we shot um, the uh, we, we shot again. I met Mina, got to know her a little bit, got to know Alan a bit more and we we become friends. So since then, Alan asked me to do the promo for it was um, a place where there's no more pain. Then he asked me to do the, the video for uh, World Gone Mad, then Dead Speak Kindly. And then I've done all the, the music videos from the new album, Sound of Scars, as well. So it's been crazy. It's been a five-year journey. It was actually five years last week, um, the first time I met them. Um, and that's that kind of brings us really up to about two years ago when Alan saw the Godfathers of Hardcore documentary, and I did too. And it kind of inspired him to, you know, think about telling the story of, of those three friends. You know, I'd say Life of Agony, but I think you get a sense that the film is more about the family and the friends as opposed to a chronological history of the band which it clearly isn't you know it's 
is something a little bit richer than that, I think. And I hope that comes across. Yeah, I that's something I was going to bring up uh, with you, because this, you know, you'd file this under Rock Doc for sure. It's it's a documentary yeah. about a band. But it it doesn't necessarily work only on that level. Uh, you know, my chick sat down and watched it with me uh, yesterday when I watched it, and she's seen the band once. She's met the band. You know, we kind of used my radio credentials to sneak backstage every now and then, and uh, she got along with Mina really well. She remembered meeting her, uh, but uh, she's not. She didn't grow up in the scene. She can't tell you the names of the albums or the songs. But when she enjoyed the movie. Because this is not a movie about a band. This is a movie about a family. When it yeah. uh, when it really boils down to it, you can take the band out of it, and these people could own a hamburger shop together, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. and it's the same story. You know that's what I mean? A very good way of looking at it. And that's absolutely true. It really is. It's it's a family that works together, and because of that, you you don't need to know anything about the music to get it, and it's still a powerful story. There's like I said, it's an emotional band because these are emotional people with, frankly, a lot of problems. You know, there's there's a lot of problems yeah. and a, a multi generational history of uh, of yeah. problems, and it answered a lot of questions that I've had. I've interviewed Alan before. I've met everybody, uh, but I'm not going to take that time to ask like my personal questions. I you know I've got a job to do like everybody else. But it answered a lot of the things that I've always I've always wondered, and I I uh, I, I want to see what did you learn coming out of the the situation making this documentary? What did you learn about these guys? Um, well, it's it's more I think not necessarily what I learned about these guys. It's more what you learn about yourself as well as a filmmaker, you know. Um, and I think that kind of come out. There was a lot of parallels in 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 my life and my past that. I, that you know their stories resonated with me not not as intense as what they went through but there were elements there you know I think anyone that's that that, that is raised in a family which is not everyone can resonate with this story you know because it is something that we all struggle with you know it you know families no one can hurt you like your family no one can yeah, sure. um, and, and that's true you know it's true to this day in, in, in probably many families out there but from the guys I think what I got was this sense that they broke the chain you know they broke when you when you look back, if you take if you go back one generation to Joey's father, and then a generation back into his father, which we go that far back, and then if you went back another generation, I mean, you can't imagine, you know, the it's going to have taken three or four generations to get to Joey's point of right, it stops here, yeah. you know, that 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 way of life stops here, and it does that comes across with the family, you know, with his kids and his wife. It's it it was beautiful to see them all together and how they work and to see that like you know where alan turned his drawing around into into something positive and you can see that in, in, in his daughter's artwork as well that you know where we spend time seeing that you know how you know the crazy stuff that alan used to draw and then and then his daughter's drawing you know selfies with smiles and stars and clouds hanging over her head and you know and unicorns and stuff and that was beautiful to see yeah, there was one particular scene that uh, it made me feel a sense of relief for for these people that I, I feel like, you know, after you listen to a, a band and, and see them so many times, you feel like you know them, you feel like you're friends, even if you're not, uh, and you worry about these people. And there was one particular scene in the film that when I saw it, I just, I felt relief for uh, you know this person and that's the scene where Joey is laying on the floor with his kids 
And yeah. And I just went like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. They're going to, these people are going to be all right because they did, you know, break that cycle of uh, abuse and, you know, violence and everything else. And I just went like, okay, good. There's, they're safe. You know, these kids are going to be all right. Yeah. You know what? It was, that was such a special scene for me. I mean, to actually, that took two years to, you know, we, we, it was never on the table to film family members at first. It was just something that developed over filming in New York for the first time and then going, um, you know, over to the UK and getting a bit further into it. And then we decided to go back in December of 19 to film the last scenes. And I was like, look, I really want to get you guys together for a dinner because there's such a, there's big scenes about, you know, the, the raging bull scenes and, you know, around the, the, the steak scenes around the table. And, you know, the fact that we get to, to, to break bread with them around, around that dinner table at Christmas time, when actually that was the last Christmas that, you know, many people have been together yeah. as well. I just think it's even more poignant in the face of COVID and, you know, and I suppose, you know, COVID is a very, it's a very lonely, um, it's a lonely pandemic, isn't it? It's a pandemic of loneliness. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and I suppose, you know, where this band is all about isolation and being lonely in a crowd, you know, to actually have those guys come together before the pandemic kicked off. I just think, you know, if there was anyone shining a light down on us, you know, they did on that day. They really did. Yeah. And uh, speaking of COVID, this has changed how we do everything anymore. And uh, it certainly has changed the movie industry. Uh, how are people able to watch this? I know April 16th, you have a screen coming up. Tell me about that. Tell me how people can uh, check this out for themselves. Yeah, well, if you go to the website, www.soundofscars.com, um, we're offering packages to see the film first for a limited run of two weeks. Um, and there's Q&As with the band, there's meet and greets. You know, So if anyone likes the film, you know, it's a perfect time to talk to all of us about the film. Um, and after that two weeks, uh, it's going to go away for a while until we sort out distribution and everything else. But right now, we're doing this underground. You know, we're doing this our way. And that's it's been filmed by me. It's been, you know, financed essentially by me. Um, and, you know, we wanted to take it to the fans first, like almost like the band did way back when, when they released their first demos. So that was we just wanted to do it our way, you know, and then hit distribution after. And I'm proud of it. I'm really happy with the campaign so far. Um, it's It's been interesting. It's been it's been a great process. So, yeah, we're excited about it. And we hope that everyone can join us from April 16th for two weeks. Yeah, uh, soundofscars.com. There are a number of different yeah. packages for uh, basically the price of a normal old movie ticket. You can uh, sit around your living room and watch this with as many folks as you want. Or there's packages yeah. that include T-shirts and uh, you know other merch things in the Q&A. And there's virtual meet and greets with the band. Uh, if you want to uh, you know, spend a, a nice evening sitting around watching a really really phenomenal movie not just as a rock and roll movie but just as a, a film it's beautifully Thank shot you. it's the story is uh, amazing i think you've done a, a great job i am now a not only a life of agony fan but uh, a lee brooks fan as well man and uh, i appreciate uh, mate, thank you i appreciate you taking the uh the time to talk superb mate. thank you so much it was good to talk and uh you know when when i do these i get something more out of it every time and more more out of the film and i hope you know, you and everyone else gets that from the film, but then going back and listening to those albums again, um, and maybe, you know, going with a fresh pair of ears, I think. Yeah, for sure. Find out more at uh, soundofscars.com. Lee Brooks, man, I thank you. Thank you. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.